0: Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln. On 93.7 the ticket and the ticketfm.com.
1: We're back here on the Ticket Water Cooler, and we are helping you guys get ready for Big 10 Media Days by previewing a team each day as we get closer. Uh, the next team to preview here is Minnesota, as so we're doing it chronologically, and where Nebraska plays them throughout the year, so uh, after, for, for Nebraska, this game is November 5th, and of course, we'll be at home for the Huskers, uh, but... P.J. Fleck has kind of had Scott Frost's number as of late, and that seems to be a budding rivalry of its own as uh, the sloganeering comment. I think that was that last year's Big Ten Media Days uh, for Scott Frost was kind of saying that they don't need the sloganeering to get their, uh, their team motivated. Uh, of course, P.J. Fleck, well-known for that sort of stuff. And then after P.J. Fleck, uh, and Minnesota beat Nebraska last year. B.J. Fleck called it culture versus skill. He thought that his culture uh, was ultimately what led Minnesota to getting that win over Nebraska and uh, I guess give a tip of the cap for Nebraska's skill but uh, there you have it and, and they've done pretty well. 9-4 and four last season as I mentioned um, dropped uh, a game 6-14 to 14 to Illinois that they probably went back uh, lost by 5 to Iowa. The real ugly one of course was Bully Grain in the non-con uh, in the season opening loss 45 to. 31 to Ohio State was actually probably a good look for Minnesota's program, but unfortunately they lost all Big Ten back Mo Ibrahim in that game. Uh, now it is uh, positive for them, I suppose, because Mo Ibrahim is returning Uh, for Minnesota, but maybe more importantly, they're getting back their offensive coordinator from a few years ago when Tanner Morgan was slinging the ball all over the yard. Kirk Soraka is back with his RPO uh, game, quick slant scheme, uh, which led the Minnesota Historic 2019 offense. Uh, He'll try to bring back a passing game that was grounded last season, 118th in the nation in passing yardage. Um, It's kind of funny because Minnesota's a pretty good example of this when you look at their offense to defensive number There's a lot of teams you'll notice that I'm going over that are top 10 in defense, and then the, the offenses that they're going up against are like 118th, 125th, so the defenses can be smothering at times and certainly uh, that hurt uh, Minnesota's offense, so they're looking to get that going. Um, they're led by the Encore Four, which is what P.J. Fleck has called them a couple sixth year players. Tanner Morgan, who's 27-12 and 12 as a starter. Moe Ibrahim, that's all, yeah, they've Literally been, been all these guys forever. have been here forever. Moe Ibrahim's back for a sixth year. Chris Ottman-Bell is back for an Sixth year and center John Michael Schmitz is back. Now he's the lone returning starter on that offensive line that they were so well known for, um, but he will be up for the Remington, so at least they have him to build around. Um, Unfortunately, for this team that's all, you know, kind of known for uh, at least last year's team, kind of got into that Big Ten West, big bodies on the defensive line, big bodies on the offensive line, both lines basically need to be completely reshuffled. They all graduated and moved on. Um, But they do have a guy that uh, might be interesting for for some Nebraska fans. They once recruited Chuck Falagia. Uh, He ended up going to Michigan, now at Minnesota. Uh, And uh, they are not slowing down on the beef. All projected starters are 6'6 plus in over. 308 pounds oh my god so they're still staying with uh what they recruited to and what we saw they last stick year with what works just gonna be some different names there yeah uh, Trey Potts returns from injury. Of course, he got hurt as well. It was a lot of running backs getting hurt last season. Uh, and also Brevin Spanford, Ford, a 6'7 tight end. Uh, could be, you know, up there for tight end of the year in the Big Ten. There's some good ones. Maybe Sam Laporta's got that locked down, but he's pretty solid at tight end. Uh, and uh, their defense uh, returns a lot of guys back. Like I said, the defensive line is going to be need to be kind of rebuilt. They went to the transfer portal for some of that, but uh, I don't think people realize how good that defense was. And again, part of it's the game management. Running the ball, all that uh, from the offense, but they tied sixth nationally. Minnesota did, allowing only seventeen point three points per game. Eighth in rushing defense, under hundred yards. Ninety-seven and a half. Eight. Uh, what is that? Eighth in passing defense, only one hundred and eighty yards. I mean. That's astounding. You're you're letting less than a hundred yards rushing and less that's than two hundred yards passing. That's incredible. Uh, so a total of only two hundred seventy eight yards per game against Minnesota's defense. Again, ball control, you know, time of possession, all that kind of factors into that. But that's a uh, that's one heck of a way to do it there. And they were able to keep their defensive coordinator Joe Rossi, who got some uh, interest obviously after putting up those numbers, but he was able to stick around. Um, and uh, we'll kind of see what happens. Uh, they've got uh, guys that uh, that. You know they've added when I mentioned the transfer portal, they've added guys like you know from Clemson, uh, which they've had. uh, Or excuse me, they've had um, success doing that before. So they went back to that. Well, they got another guy from Vanderbilt. So um, they're going to work on that defensive line getting a little bit bigger. Of course, lost Boy Mayfi, the edge rusher, who. Really, kind of rose up the draft boards in the post in his post-Minnesota career, um, but was always kind of something you had to look out for there. Uh, Mariano Sari Martin probably leads the defense here as he led the team uh, or had 85 tackles last year. Might have two of the best. Safeties in the country Uh, also have a freshman all-American Justin Welly in that secondary. So uh, the secondary looks pretty good uh, to go there. Uh, Their kicker Matthew Trickett was 17 of 25 has a bit of a leg uh, as as was shown in the spring game, which they eventually came down to 52 yard field goals. What's going to win? They just said, yeah, it's tied. Let's have a field goal off. which I think is awesome. Uh, their punting game is, isn't too great, and their kick-returning game is awful. 118th in the nation there. Um, so that's kind of what Minnesota's working with. Uh, interestingly enough, on their schedule, they open with New Mexico State, who just hired Jerry Kill, former Minnesota coach himself, mm-hmm. who uh, has spoken, kind of has a lure there, I suppose, for his years in Minneapolis and has not... Spoken fondly of P.J. Fleck. Not many people do, but that could be interesting for New Mexico State out of the gate. Uh, Western Illinois and then Colorado is what they do in the non-con. They open up at Michigan State, then have Purdue at Illinois, at Penn State, Rutgers, at Nebraska, like I mentioned there, November 5th, Northwestern, and Iowa at home before finishing up at Wisconsin. So uh, not too difficult, I suppose, on the crossovers. You got uh, got Michigan State and Penn State in there, um, so that can be a little bit difficult for them. Like I said the other day, I like Purdue because of their week's schedule maybe to be the surprise team in the Big Ten West, but I think the days of overlooking P.J. Flex certainly are done here in the Big Ten. He's a good coach. It's a well-coached team. It's a good
0: team obviously it sounds like ground and pound is probably going to be their their bread and butter again this season. I in and, and Gus brings up that starts the gauntlet to end the season. I w- I would probably agree with that. I think Minnesota when you look at the Big 10 and the Big 10 West, I would say they're probably about in line with Nebraska. Like, I I wouldn't chalk this up on the schedule as a loss, but I certainly wouldn't chalk it up as a win, you know? It's it's a toss-up game. There are a couple games on the schedule. I'm like, okay, that's probably going to be a loss, and there's a couple on the schedule that this has to be a win. In the grand scheme of things, if Nebraska loses to Minnesota, this isn't what's going to do Scott Frost in. It is what it, it comes be, down. To. It could be the start of it,
1: though, because it could that be the start of it. But
0: that alone isn't going to
1: right because there's enough respect there. At the same time, at some point, you got to start beating these Big Ten West teams, right? I mean, you're zero and four against uh, Paul Christ and and Kirk Ferentz. I think they're yeah. one. He's one and three now against PJ Fleck. Um, so again, it you got to kind of do this this dance, and that's why some people say six or seven wins might be not be enough because you're, you're losing to the teams you're playing year and year out again in the Big Ten West, and that keeps adding up. Um, you know, maybe beating Georgia Southern and, and, and maybe getting past Illinois or somebody in Northwestern, Indiana, that might not you know that might not be enough to start. Yeah, it's a start to start. It's a start. And, and that's just part of the fascinating discussion this year is what is enough and uh i'm not sure if that would be a a victory over minnesota like while a loss wouldn't uh like you said because they're at that respect level hurt all that much as long as you can win maybe one or two of those uh after that uh a win against minnesota would prop you up i mean as expected i mean who knows you never know from year to year in in college football if they go five and seven it's not going to do you much good but um I, think it would, I mean, I think it, it, it would show progress that you finally are taking down one of your Big Ten West foes that you've had trouble with.
0: Still, at the end of the day, though, Wisconsin and Iowa have to be the ones circled on the scale. Oh, yeah. Much rather have those.
1: And I'm interested. A lot of people throw Minnesota, if they go to the pod system down the line as that third rival that you play year in and year out, um, I hope that's the case because you might get stuck with Northwestern or illinois or something uh i think this minnesota rivalry is heating up so it's pretty yeah. cool uh we'll take a quick break here on the ticket we'll be right back with on the block nate will stick in strick will join us around five we'll do that next here on a thirsty thursday at 93 7 the ticket